dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is another episode of Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have a chance to really understand our guest. And then you, the listener and viewer, have a chance to understand how it relates to your life. So I'm pleased to have on the show today, Ms. Bonnie Ann, and I'm going to ask her the big open-ended question, who exactly is Bonnie Ann? Well, first of all, thank you, Mark, for having me as a guest. Um, this is my first podcast without being person to person. So this is really new for me and I'm excited. Cool. I asked who I was and I have to say, I'm everything, baby. <laughs> I'm anything and everything. I'm the confident, outgoing, unconventional woman in a nutshell. And with that, that just falls in a lot of categories because everyone wants people to be one thing. And just through life experience, I'm many things. There's I, the only limit I have are the ones that I place, you know? So that's who I am. It's a great answer. It's a very succinct but powerful answer. So thank you for sharing that. Now, when you say that you're unconventional, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, um, I'm a college graduate. I graduated with highest honors. I have a business, a bachelor's in business, I'm sorry. And everyone expects someone with a bachelor's in business to kind of go that route. And with my life experiences, I just decided not to shut myself in an office from eight to five because life is going to pass, pass you by. And before you know it, you're in the coffin. And, you know, I'll, I'll go back and say how this all started for me. At a very young age, I got pregnant. I got married then pregnant very quick. I was still going to college. As you can see with my bachelor's, I finished that. But I had complications in my pregnancy. And what turned out to be signs of preeclampsia. It went undiagnosed. And before I knew it, um, in my third term, right in the beginning, um, I became eclamptic. And what that means is my body started shutting down. I had seizures that I never had before. My, I had fluid in my brain. Um, I was in ICU, knocked out for three days. So when I came to, you know, I barely knew who I was. It took time. And then after that, almost a month in a hospital later, 13 specialists trying to keep me alive. I, it was horrible, but in that instance, I got to see what people in their seventies were that are meeting their mortality see. And then you kind of want to rewind and redo life. And I, you know, as, as awful as that experience was, I made it through it. And I had this new thing of, I want to live life. I want to experience things that, you know, I thought are crazy and outrageous. And by that, I'm like, my first gig, like going out, I was like, you know, I watch America's Next Top Model. I'm a big fan of Tyre Banks. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's do runway. I bet you I can do that. And wow. it happened on my birthday. I was at work and I saw a Facebook ad and it said, no experience necessary looking for runway models. Of all things, it was a lingerie runway show. So I'm like, if I'm going to go and be out there, what better way? And, you know, I already had had two children by then. So, yes, I was crazy enough to get pregnant again. Yes, the same sickness happened. Fortunate not to go through everything that happened in the first one, but still went through things. And so 
it, it gave me more of a resolve just to live my damn life. I'm not going to be this cookie cutter mom, this cookie cutter wife, this cookie cutter woman that everyone, I'm going to live it for me because at the end of the day, these are my experiences. This is my time. You know, it, it runs by so fast and, you know, I'm very fortunate just to be here. So why not? Why not make my mark? However small or however big it turns out to be, I, I was here and people are going to know I was here. You know what I mean? And I think everyone should live, live like that. Don't care what other people have to say about your wild, crazy ideas. Just go and try it. Because whether you make it or not, you got the experience for it. It makes one hell of a story. And that's what I'm about. And, that, and that's what I bring. So going fast forward with that, with the lingerie fashion show. And watching American like, Top Model, you know, it's like, I can strut. No one can ever strut the way they think they can strut. So it took weeks <laughs> of practice. And actually, just my personality, as you can see, you meet me, just really down to earth. The woman holding the fashion show turned out to be an ex-runway model. And so she taught me. I would show up in heels for two hours, and that's excruciating. Walking up and down, walking up and down, practicing my poses. What turned into one outfit change, ended up to four, and I closed the show. So from there, talent scouts were out in the audience. I didn't know this. I was just living my best life again, you know? I was the one on the runway doing the unconventional poses. I got down, I posed, I was just extra. Just because I thought, okay, this is the once in the, this is only gonna happen this one time, you know? I'm just gonna go out there. It's my time to shine and I did it, you know? I thought that was gonna be it. But talent scouts were out there and they're just like, love your energy, love your vibe, love your look. Where did you come from? <laughs> so from there, as you can see, it just cascaded and I've always done that. Now I walk in rooms and, you know, I shoot my shot because you never know. My gosh. Okay. Live your best <laughs> life is the theme there is what you're saying. Yes. That is fantastic, actually. Because it goes like that. Yeah. And that's a good message. And just so you know, on these shows, uh, what happens is once they start talking to the guests, things like what you're talking about reveal themselves. And at the end of the show, there's a title for the show based on yeah. what we talked about. So you're sort of creating your own title as you do this. So thank you for your enthusiasm. Of course. Now, you got to be enthusiastic about life and who you are and what you do. Or that's else, right. What are you doing? <laughs> that's right. Great point. Now you are, like you said, you had a life-changing event, sounds like several life-changing events, which really changed your perspective. But you also said that the only limits you put, the only, the only limits you have are ones you put on yourself. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. Talk a little about when you put limits on yourself. I put limits on myself because I'm not a one entity. I have to think about the other people in my life. Most importantly, my husband. And for people who are not aware, not only do I model and act, I'm, I'm an adult actress as well, you know? So with that comes a lot of pressure to kind of dive into areas um, such as get, getting with male co-stars. Well, I gotta, you know, I'm a hoe with some morals. <laughs> okay. And so that being said, you know, I'm not going to do something that I know my partner's not 100% in. This is a, we do this as a team. He takes my pictures, he helps me video, you know, whether I collab with other women in the industry or not. It's just this male part, you know, I could, they throw money at me, 
there I've got major stars that want to work with me in the industry and uh, you know um, actors <laughs> and I have to turn turn that down because that's a limit I have to put on myself is it there when you do uh, the adult industry very tempting to fall into a lot of different avenues because that added oh adage that sex pays that's true and everyone's willing to pay everyone they say has a price and I'm not saying I don't I just haven't met the price yet me and my husband I haven't seen it we haven't seen where yeah we're gonna go she's gonna do a co-ed with the male actor and that's just one limit in my life secondly is I limit myself on traveling so much because a part of reason why I chose to do what I do and was not being locked in that office eight to five, because I wanted to experience life in this venue, um, whatever I want to do, but also be available to my children. So working for myself and deciding my schedule and working around their schedule, that's so important to me. And so I do put limits on jobs that I take and travel arrangements that I make. And, you know, when they were little, I could take them with me and, you know, have them, you know, being taken care of. And now, you know, they got their own interests, they got their own plans and I have to be respectful of that. So like I said, I have other people that I have to consider while trying to do in the parameters of me living my best life. Yeah. It seems like you've done an excellent job of balancing it. And obviously, yeah. And you know, your family members, your husband are very much involved in the decisions. So I think that's phenomenal. So how have you learned? I mean, how have you grown as a person through this whole experience? I mean, we'll talk about the adult entertainment part of it, of course, and we do want to talk on the the Mm -hmm. horror part of it as well. So how have you changed grown as a person through all of this? Through all of what exactly? The adult, adult entertainment specifically, since you, since it seems like you have a very um, trusting, great relationship with, with your husband, it's all part of it. But I'm sure as a person, you've changed through through this, or maybe you have a different perspective, or I don't know, I'm just curious. Well, you know, I do actually. Um, it's surprisingly what empowering it can be. At first, I gotta admit, I was a little shy. I, I didn't literally have no experience in the industry, but I get noticed and that raises your star power. <laughs> so it doesn't help to be beautiful everywhere. <laughs> that being said, um, it's just very empowered, empowering. It is, it, it's like those women that talk about that new lease on life and just having this energy and confidence and just, you know, everyone likes to feel sexy. Everyone likes to feel that way. And it, it's such a, I, I can't even explain it. Just, you know, just to know. And, you know, this is women of all sizes, all different looks, all different. It does not discriminate. Men love women. <laughs> well, men, the men that are into women. Yeah. They love yes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's clear that you've embraced it, which again, uh, there's a lot of people that don't do things or they do things, but they don't embrace it fully. And it sounds like you have embraced it. So I want to. Right. You can't have any doubts about it. And going into that, if someone's thinking, like looking at me and saying, I'm going to jump into it, well, well, (laughs) let me put up the red lights. If you have like a stop sign before you do, (laughs) make sure you're 100% 
ready for that road because it comes with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And not just about people who want to adore you. Mm -hmm. It's people who are going to criticize you, talk down to you. You have to have a resolve in yourself that is unmatched and unparalleled with anyone else. And you got to have people on your team. You know, this was something I was very open with when I just say my husband, it's not just my husband with my family. I'm talking my mom, my brother, sister. I had to let them know because understand when you put something out there and you're trying to be hush, hush, oh no, this is 2021. It's going to be out there. Someone's going to screenshot. They're going to say, oh, isn't this your sister? You know? So I had to put all these safeguards in place to protect my family. Um, while just being open about it. I think when people are trying to do it slyly or they have some kind of complex about it or some regret, then it just feels awful and it's the worst thing. So don't do that if you're not 100% in it to ride the roller coaster. And that's what life is, honestly, it's just riding this roller coaster. You're gonna have ups and downs with everything. That's great advice. And so it really is about living your best life and being all in basically too. And and to your point, having a support structure and, you know, no secrets. It's all about just being there and being okay with yourself and having the people around you who can support you. And they, and by support, I mean that you're made them aware of it. They're mm-hmm. not, you don't have to have people like, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, mean, I don't think my sisters were like, yay, Bonnie. <laughs> right. Go do that. Right. <laughs> go do porn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They were just like, really? Oh, okay. You know, and just, I had the, they had questions and mm-hmm. I was very honest with my responses. And I said, I can respect if you want to block me off your social medias, I can respect. I'm sure. letting you know, <laughs> this is what we're doing. And that's what I meant by placing safeguards. You got to give the people you care about the respect enough to switch it up and don't take anything personal. You're going to lose friends. And I'm just talking adult industry, but um, it's more than that. Cause if you're in any kind of industry, if you're any kind of successful, if you're any kind of putting your name out there and you make some headway, whether it's one step, half a step, three giant steps, you're going to see, you're going to lose the people who you thought would be having your back and their support. They're going to fade out in that comes new people. And you, you know, you just have to gauge and you can't take it personal. You know, a lot of people deal with a lot of insecurities and a lot of stuff within themselves, you know, and so they may not like seeing your success, you know, just like I think everyone has some kind of complex when they see things like like that. And, you know, I so I don't blame my friends for leaving. It's just like sometimes I'm like, I'm sick of this bitch and it's me. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the one posting <laughs> But, you know, I have to because that's part of being a social media influencer, star, whatever it is that people dub me. I'm just living life. Yeah, that's well said. And I think that's a great lesson in what you're talking about, because there are haters out there whenever they see your success, they don't understand it. They feel bad about themselves as well. So they project it onto you. Right. And I don't like to call them haters because I can't say they hate that I, I think it has to deal with a lot. I, th- I haven't met anyone happy with their life and where they're at. It has any kind of feelings about what I do because they're too focused on their life. That's but right. when I feel that when people have time to scrutinize someone else's life, it's because they're dealing with a lot. They find a lot of empty space in their own. So yeah. like you said, deflecting on someone else seems 
the way to go or something. And it, and that's part of societies. And, you know, we talk about psychological stuff. That's Society right. doesn't put enough emphasis on professional therapists to mm. get over past traumas and guilts and just everything that we as humans go through. We don't sit down in the classroom and get taught how to deal with the very human emotions that we've been feeling since we were in second grade and, oh, Martha made a hundred and, you know, you made a C and, you know, you know that A is better than a C and we don't know how to deal with those feelings. And right. I think that should be taught early on and seeking professional help because we don't have all the roadblocks and talking things out, writing things down and learning these avenues where you can become at peace, at least with things that have happened. That's really, really important. Yeah, that's well, well said. And I think a great advocacy for, as you said, professional help, tune-ups for our brains and our minds and our, to your point, childhood trauma and other things we've gone through. And even not just trauma, right? I mean, I think the school system itself is saying you're good, you're bad for this. I mean, there's so much stuff we go through. So I want to ask you, Bonnie, how have you been able to develop this very positive sense of self? I mean, how have you got to this point? <laughs> Going through a lot of bad shit. And that's talking from childhood. So, so it takes someone to know what it was like traveling a road like that to get to this point in life and just life happening because it happens and it's not all rainbows and sunshines, but you know, so, so we got to help each other make it out. And through that, yes, I, I have religion, you know, yes, I do have a belief system. Obviously people would say, well, how can you say that if you do this? And, you know, I say, well, that's why my God looks at my heart. And, you know, we, I'm not going to sit here and, and debate with you, you know, because you should be worried about your salvation, not my salvation. Because at the end, when we get looked at, God's going to be like, whoa, you were too worried over here what Bonnie Ann was doing, but look at everything, you know, let's, let's roll down the scroll about everything you were doing, you know, that you seem to be blind eyed to. Yeah, I'm very aware of what I do, you know, and like I said, life experiences led me to be where I am. And I was raised with, the, with my mother. She was a single mother, four kids. I'm the eldest, you know, so with that, I, I wanted to help her a lot. You know, I potty trained on three, <laughs> three of the rest. And so I had responsibility put on me a lot. And, you know, a lot of people are like, you married young, you got you know, you got pregnant so fast, you still went to college, you know, I was like, yes, well, I matured a lot faster than a lot of people because I had to, because my mom was a single mom out in the world. She moved around a bit. So that helped me adjust to different environments. And I'm talking from McAllen, Texas, to Idaho, to Grand Prairie, to Utah, you know, Colorado, just up North, Minnesota, you know, up North and down South. <laughs> That's where she kind of spread, even the Lubbock area. I went to three different high schools before I graduated from one and I graduated in the top 10% of my class. So being able to adapt, being able to uh, just go with the punches that helped me in life. You know, I had to say I, I younger, I resented that because you know how hard it is to make friends at the school you do go to. So try imagining going to three different high schools. Wow. It's, it's, it's really tough and you know everyone's got their little clips and you're in or out and I had to find resolve in my own self and stay focused on the game which was graduate yeah well it seems like you were very motivated and in spite of all the 
chaos around you, we'll call it, it's you, you were still able to keep motivated and did well. Yeah. And I, that has a lot to do with my mom too. Mm. You know, she, she still to this day tells me, Bonnie, I believe in you. I'm so proud of you. You're my shiny star. Remember, there's nothing you can't do. Wow. Nothing. And she's been telling me that since I was little. (laughs) So it's things that resonate. You know, if you tell your children that, I I really believe it, it kind of embeds in us and we go out in the world. And I know it's not an easy road. I'm not saying your child's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it and knock it out. No, but they're going to take on those challenges with the back of their head, knowing there's nothing I can't do. I can do this. I'm a star. Yeah. That's a great message. And truly it's a, it's a great theme throughout your life about having, you know, you're self-directed, you're motivated, but yeah, you have this sort of support structure to kind of make sure you're lifted up whenever you're maybe struggling. Yeah. When you're down, you need to kind of hold on to those inner, inner words and sure. just keep on forging. Um, we haven't touched horror, you know, I'm sure a lot of people say, how did I get into acting? Yeah, please. That was quite a funny story. Oh, well, I actually got booked for Robert Rodriguez from Dust Till Dawn, the series, as wow. a Gulabra dancer. Okay. And um, that happened one evening. I, I know my husband had been asking me, like, do you want to submit for that? And it was just like one of those ex- like feature roles. And he was like, do you want to submit for that? And I'm like, um, he explained the role and it, it, you had to be topless. And at that time, I've done nothing like that. Maybe posed in lingerie, done the door shoot. Sure. I haven't been topless. So I was just like, you know, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think I'm there. So, you know, he's like, okay, you know, and so he would broach it here and there. Like, I really think this is a great opportunity for you. If you can get comfortable with that fact. And I was just like, won't hear it. I already said no. But so I remember I was asleep. It was two hours before midnight. And he woke me up and he's like, okay, it's two hours before the deadline. I'm only going to ask this once. And I don't know if that was because I was sleepy or not, but <laughs> he's like, do you, you know, do you want to submit for this row? And I was just like, oh my God, still, yes, do it. With the thought, mind you, that hundreds and thousands of girls are signing up for these roles and they're actual dancers. I can get it. So got the call and they wanted me to go in and uh, for the first audition, first audition was taking pictures and kind of just saying, yeah, I'm a real person. And I'm like, okay, I saw all the girls there. These girls are from like, they're exotic dancers. Like this is their jam. I'm not going to get it. Nice track. You know, got, got thrown in. I've never been to an audition in my life. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that was good. Great. Awesome. And um, I remember um, they gave me a call back and they wanted me to kind of go and do a video. And in the video, they would, you had to be in some sort of bikini and you just kind of talked and they had you talk about your personality, just like we're talking now. Just wanted to know a little about you and kind of did a little twirl. And they're like, thank you for your time. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling hyped. You know, if yeah. nothing else happened past that point, I'm like, I made it to the second. You know how that That's feels. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second audition, this is, I did it. I, I mean, you would have thought I got the row. At that point, I would if I hadn't, I would have just been happy with that. That's right, that's I right. Considered. That means he saw the picture and he was like, <laughs> That's right. So I was so stoked. 
So <laughs> I was having lunch one day and I actually missed the call because my Jeez. phone died. So I charged and I had a voicemail and it said, congratulations. We are excited to have you as a Gulabra for, you know, wow. uh, first season of from Dust to Dawn, the series, you'll be at the Titty Twister. And Lara, hey, that guy, he would come with you and sit out in the chair. I don't know if that's your husband or manager. We really liked his look as a bar patron. Yeah. Um, do you have his information or would he be willing? Can he find out for us and give us a call? Oh, my gosh. I went through three down. <laughs> three. To get to that point. And he, he said, my, that was my husband. He sat out there and they liked his look. I was just like, really? he was like, yes. I was like, really? This just happened? Oh my gosh. I said, like, you got attention and you were just sitting there out in the chair in the waiting. Oh my God. Oh I was gosh. Oh my gosh. He, and he, you know, he's the type, he's so charismatic, so personable that he was like, hey, Deborah, hey, Tom. These women like knew him. He, he stayed in contact. And I'll, I'll tell you how ambitious my husband is he's like have you filled the role of Santanico? because i'll tell you my wife could do Santanico. Wow. i'm not even lying and so that's how they knew of him and so it was crazy that they, he had such a rapport by the time i went that you know they were like we want him as a bar patron so that's that fantastic that's a fantastic story my gosh congratulations to both of you for that thank you so yeah went topless got all the attention <laughs> I remember, you know, this is, it's just so entailed because it was like two weeks of filming uh, around almost like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking that when you, they say, okay, we're going to do an international version. So the initial version that was set to be for America was never going to show anything. Mm. And they switched it up, you know, so they would call this version where we go topless international. And I remember we got a pet talk from Brian, the AD, and he was just like, look, if I call on you, you know, don't feel bad. You're just not doing what we want and we're just going to need to switch it up. So first take in, you know, the song plays. And mind you, I, again, I'm with girls that do this professionally. They exotic dance professionally. This is their job. This is their jam. I'm on left field, like I have no, so I was looking at YouTube, striptease, uh, you know, uh, I was watching these videos sense. like, okay, I watched the old, the From Dust to Dawn movie yeah. around those things and how they moved and I was like, okay, cause I'm like, I I'm with the cop and he's already said, if you do something wrong, they're gonna pull you down. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. so here comes the point, here's the time and we get up there Oh, I was up in a podium, so you could either be on the floor or up on those one thing. So I'm mm -hmm. up, up high. And uh, they're like, action. So, you know, they do that robot uh, playback, row sound, and then they cut everything quiet. So you're just moving to air as usual. So I'm just there moving and doing what I do. And I've never moved like that. Like, Mark, let me tell you, even on my audition tape, they say, do you dance? And I said, no. And I said, wait. But I, I think I can. And they're like, oh, so do you have you ever danced on a bar and a table or, you know, at, at a bar and on a table? I'm like, no. Who told you? No. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will deny that. 
mark. That's right. Yeah. No. How they came up with that question, but I was like, no. It's like a lawyer thing. I'm like, I don't recall. You can reveal anyway, whatever you want to on this show. I'm just, yeah. I'm just listening. So go ahead. Good. So I'm dancing, mm-hmm. and Brian right away says, "Cut." And I'm like, "Shit." And sure enough, he walks towards me. He says, "What's your name?" <laughs> and I was like, "Bonnie." And he's like, "Bonnie." He goes. Excellent job. Everyone, look at how Bonnie's dancing. Wow. This is how we're moving. I need everyone to watch her. And he goes, you're perfect. Do what you're doing. Actually did the Santanico dance. You never see me. Yes. So wow. that was wild. That's awesome. I got to do the dance. So the audience reaction when you don't see uh, Santanico actually dancing mm-hmm. is me dancing. My gosh. I had no I, idea. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought the story up. I had no idea about this connection. Yeah, so oh I God. did that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just something like, it was a lot of surreal moments. In between time, because we had some time off, I came back home and there was, um, STX Media was holding auditions for something called uh, Dread Time Stories. Mm. And they were specifically holding an audition for a blonde Anglo woman to mm. play a role in their little snippet stained affection. What did I say? Live life, have no limits. The only limits are the ones you put. Yeah. I know it said blonde and Anglo. <laughs> I told my husband, I'm going, he's like, I don't think this is a good idea. They're looking specific, like when they do roll calls, they're looking. Eh, 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 eh. I already got casted for Rodriguez. You can't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're feeling, you're feeling on that high. You're going on that yes, makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The world is my yeah my oyster i'm just here and so i went in and they were like uh, <laughs> as soon as they saw me latina black hair right Hello. and they said uh and i said you're auditioning for stain affection and they're like yes but and they're like are you going to audition and i was like yes and they're like we're looking for i know i know i saw <laughs> i know but listen i have big tips I'm not afraid to show them, and I do a really awesome death scream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can die. I said, I can die on camera. And they're like looking at each other and they're like, go for it. Well, I didn't have to go topless or anything, but they're like, give us the scream. A nice scream. And, you know, they got a good laugh about that. And I said, if you want, I can even do, and I started doing a little like the horror run. And yeah, just, yes. Like, oh. I went all out. It seems thinking. like it. Wow. So I was like, oh. and I got up and I was just like, oh. and so they got like a close up of them. They were like, they're like, I love your energy. Like, where did you come from? And I was like, I'm from here. I decided to act. They're like, so you woke up and decided to act basically. Yeah. And so they're like, we'll talk about it. Uh, and we'll let you know. But he, he goes, I think we can do something. So they Jeez. called me and they're like, you know what? We have a road, but we're starting to shoot next week. And he's like, so we don't have time to give you a name, a character name. We just kind of submitted you. They made a, a role for me. I ended up being the main girl's roommate. What? And um, my part in that movie is I take, I, I take off the robe to take a shower and the murderer kills me. You know, he's in the house and he kills me. That's my whole, wow. in like, 
contribution to that scene. But you know what? I got the row. Like I, they it's made amazing. a row for me. My my name is Bonnie. That on the row. <laughs> they didn't have any time to give me anything else. I mean, that's incredible though. I mean, it's you truly living your best life going out there. You're, you're only setting limits for yourself. You're the only one who can do that. And, and that's phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. And not to say that everything I try to, you know, sure. of course you get no's, but I'm like, right. that's what, I don't take that personally. You can't cry about it. You can't feel bad. So you can get bummed. Yeah. But that's you right. know, next row, next well, week. And I think that's a, that's a great point, right? I think people that have not gone on auditions or people that don't act aren't aware of how often you get, you know, a no and, and how, if you're not careful, it could really impact your confidence, confidence. even. So that's yes. right. Good point. Well, Bonnie, we are actually over the 30 minutes. So I wanted to uh, see if there was any sort of final thoughts that you had, maybe some, a bit of advice for anybody who's watching this, who was kind of wondering, oh, how do I how do I learn something? How do I live my best life? I mean, any, any bit of advice that you could give to the viewers or listeners out there? Yes. Um, so my advice for living your best life is think of your wildest, craziest idea or dream and then pursue that. Pursue it. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, guess what? You tried. It might lead to something even better. Maybe the road, you know, it's not a straight line to where we want to get to. It's all these little curves and, you know, ups and downs. And maybe we jump a path and we end up over here instead of where we thought we were going to end up. And if at the end of the day, nothing transpires out of that, you have an awesome story. Great you point. Do. And you got to live. Wow. That was very inspirational. Uh, this whole discussion was uh, very high energy, which is fantastic. So I want to thank you, Bonnie Ann, for uh, joining me today for this conversation. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And then I want to also thank the listeners and viewers out there who tuned in today. And on behalf of Bonnie Ann, this is Mark D. Valenti for Brainborough. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>